This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Tiffany Chaplin Tishy about her Disney's fairy tale wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear the story of how she chose Disney and how she planned her day and how everything turned out. So welcome, Tiffany. Hi, how are you? I am awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have a Disney wedding. It's probably the typical answer of everybody since I always listen to your podcast. <laughs> um, huge Disney fans. He's been going since he was a child. I've been going. And we didn't even know that when we met and started dating. His parents are DVC. They're, they go constantly. So it was actually his idea. He said, why don't we get married at Disney? And I don't even think I ever even realized people did that. And I said, oh, okay, we can have a small something there. And it turned a little bit bigger. But no, it just, once we decided, it just seemed like the perfect thing. We go every year. We've been going every year together for 10 years and all our lives. So it seemed like a perfect choice. That's fantastic. How did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Nobody was one bit shocked. You know, we get, I'm sure, as we all know, as Disney fans, people are like, oh, you're going to Disney again? So nobody was shocked. Everybody was super excited. We had no, you know, weird questions like people get all the time. Everybody was super excited and wasn't surprised. That's wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We had 46 guests, not including us. And honestly, everybody came except there were probably like two families that we knew from the get-go wouldn't probably come, but, you know, sent the invitation. So I don't even really count that. I would say everybody, just about everybody. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you guys choose to set up a room block? We did have a room block. We had three resorts. We had the Boardwalk, which is where we stayed. And then we had Caribbean Beach and we had Pop Century. Great. How did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? We had a Sunday evening, well, Sunday afternoon, 2.30 ceremony. I wanted it to be on the weekend, and I knew it didn't necessarily have to be Saturday. And then I thought, oh, I can, you know, with the old pricing structure, I could save a few thousand dollars. And turns out I went over what Saturday would have been anyway. <laughs> but um, no, I just wanted it to be a weekend for people that might just be able to come in like, you know, Friday to Monday. So I did a Sunday. Great. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? I knew immediately, I think within a week of us deciding that I wanted Seabreeze Point, 
I think just because we stay at all different resorts at Disney, but we end up at Boardwalk a lot. And he'd been going there since, you know, 80s, 90s, I'm not sure when. And it was just always kind of like a, a place we really thought was really pretty. And I know the roots do great pictures there. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. And I just really liked outdoors. And I know you did it in the morning, but I just didn't want that early morning Epcot thing, or I would have totally had Epcot probably as a first choice. But we just loved Seabreeze Point. It was just what we wanted. So I knew that from the get-go. That's awesome. How did you choose the reception venue? We, we, we went back and forth with that a lot. I wanted it in a park because the ceremony wasn't. And I wanted you know some people that might not go to a park to get to go to a park. And Epcot's our favorite. And I kind of the very beginning, when we first started planning, I liked the whole idea of Italy, but I didn't like the outdoors idea because it was February. And I just wasn't sure whether, and I never really worried about rain, but it was more just like weather, like temperature. So I wanted it to be inside and I wanted an Epcot. And I didn't know if I really liked the Living Seas, which is what we picked. And then I went to see it on a visit and we really, really liked it. It had like the, we kind of liked the nighttime kind of lights, kind of more of I don't know how to explain it. Not not party scene, but a little, it was kind of just like a cocktail kind of place. We just thought it seemed to just really kind of fit for us. Did you have any kind of entertainment at the reception? We did. We had a DJ, J.W. Yeager. Actually, I chose him from listening to him on your podcast. That's He was my first choice I asked for, and I'd heard him do one with you. And he was awesome. He was so, 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 so good. We loved him. Everybody commented from like the 80 year olds to the kids. He was amazing. We also have, I sound like I, I, I like, I stalk you. We also had Christine McVale, the harpist at our ceremony, and we had her at our cocktail hour. And I also heard her on your podcast. <laughs> so she was great. I loved her. It was different. I wasn't a fan of the violin so much. And um, they really tried to talk me out of it. It was weird. And I just paid a slight upgrade. I really kind of bargained with them. And I only had to pay a couple of hundred extra dollars to switch out the included violinist for the harpist. And we loved her. Oh, fantastic. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? Yes, we did a buffet. We did, obviously, we did the cheeseburger spring rolls. Everybody loved those. Um, <laughs> we did coconut shrimp and everyone loved those. We did crab cakes. The coconut shrimp and the cheeseburger spring rolls were a big hit. On the dinner, what really surprised me was we had three different proteins, I guess, entrees. And one was beef tenderloin with this Merlot reduction. And I really worried about having like filet mignon on a buffet. It mm. was to die for. So good, like so perfectly medium, medium rare. Everyone raved about that. We did the macaroni and cheese bar that also had the champagne and parmesan risotto and it had the potatoes mashed potatoes and then we had lobster and short rib and oh, a whole bunch of different things that they would top for you in like the little fluted glasses everyone loved that i had a penne a la vodka i went kind of crazy with the food we had caesar salad everything people talked about the food they still talk about the food it was so good and cake of course we had three layers and we had the almond cake with the amaretto crunch filling i picked that one he picked, which was also really good and people loved, was the lemon cake with the, I'm not a big fruit in my dessert, but this was a really good cake. Lemon with the lemon curd and fresh blueberries filling. And for our top that we took with us and ate during the week after at the hotel, they did um, a yellow cake when we had the cannoli filling. And that was really good because my husband loves, loves cannolis. So that was kind of for him. That's wonderful. Did you guys add a dessert party? We did. We had it immediately following the ceremony. We went over about 8.20, 8.30 on, on the bus. 
And we did. And we had the Epcot Forever show. Probably won't see that for a while, if ever. <laughs> it was great. I didn't want to put too much food there. You know, I listened to you. I, you know, read the Bible a million times. I didn't want to put too much food. So I just got the Mickey pretzels with like mustard and cheese sauce. And we had the ice cream bars. And I did get a full bar, even though I didn't think we needed it because everybody kind of wanted it in my family. And actually people use that bar a lot. So I'm kind of glad I, I had that even for that short time, but it's not necessary, but it, it, they all enjoyed it. That's a great tip. What location did you use? UK Lockside, which was great. Now, did you guys use any outside vendors for your wedding day? Hair and makeup, but I don't even know if they're considered outside vendors because they don't provide them. We had the fairy tale hair and makeup. I'm trying to think. Oh, photography. What am I talking about? <laughs> that my favorite. Oh my God. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking of like florists. No, we had the roots photography and they were the number one best decision that I made. It was, I made a decision and called them before I had a date. I had even had a date with Disney because I wanted them so much and I couldn't, I, they were better than I could have ever expected. I, I love our photos and I love them. They're great. That's wonderful. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day fit together? Our hair and makeup came at about 8 a.m. And I only, for a wedding party, all I had was I had a maid of honor and he had a best man. And then Sean's son, who's 10, was kind of like his junior groomsman. But that's it. We each just had one person. So myself and my maid of honor and our the two mothers, my mother-in-law and my mother, had our hair and makeup done in my room at the boardwalk. And that was from eight till, God, it was a long time. I'm not even sure. They were, it was still being done when the roots came around 1130. That finished up and we did some photos with them in the room, you know, the detail photos and stuff. Then we all went down to the, oh, my flowers came. We all went down to the lobby and then I met our planner. And then we did a first look right outside in the boardwalk, kind of like down this a big set of stairs that they have there going out into the boardwalk. And we did that. Gosh, I'm not even sure of times. It was probably 1.15-ish, I want to say, for that. And then we went with the roots for at least an hour, maybe more, all around the boardwalk in different spots. And we had so many photos, and that was so fun. They make you feel, I mean, I can't even believe when you look at some of these pictures, like, I don't know, they, they know what they're doing. It's like the little tricks. Oh, it was great. So we did that. We all met back up magically. I don't even know how any of this stuff happens. They just make it happen. We met back up with our planner and all of a sudden our families are there and we did photos, you know, just our parents. And then we met Rev Kev, Reverend Kevin Knox. He was there. And that's the first time I'd gotten to meet him. We did some photos, maybe just 15 minutes to get kind of get the family photos mostly done. And then we all walked over to Seabreeze Point right about right around 2.30. And we had our ceremony and we did like the pedal toss and everything and walking out. That was great. And then we, we had us have our parents and siblings stick around a little bit. And we did some more photos at Seabreeze Point. And then at that time, they took everybody back to, I'm not even sure where, maybe the boardwalk. And they all got on the bus and they went to the Living Seas and we did more photos with the Roots. And then when we were done, the four of us, the Roots and Sean and I had a car take us over to the Living Seas and we hung out and had drinks and some of the snacks while we waited for them to announce us. So then they announced us and we came out and we immediately, oh, did we have toast or dinner first? I believe we had toast and it was just all we did. We kept that short and sweet. It was Sean thanked everyone for coming and his best man gave a speech and that was it for speeches then we had our buffet dinner 
And there were only, we only had, I want to say five tables of 10. So that really didn't take a long time. And before you know it, JW's up there starting a conga line and everybody's like getting <laughs> up and really honestly. And um, it just started at the most fun couple of hours dancing. And um, it just, everybody says it goes by really fast. It really did go by fast. I wasn't even tired at the end. I could I could have gone longer. So we did that. We had so much fun dancing. And then all of a sudden it was time to go to the bus to go to the dessert party. So we got on the bus together, went to backstage UK and walked over and everyone's, you know, clapping and waving. That was kind of fun. And everybody was, you know, congratulations. And then we went to the dessert party and then we had more pictures. <laughs> we had more pictures with the fireworks with the roots and that was great. But we got quite a bit of time, I want to say, after that was done to really hang out there with our guests. Quite a bit of time. We were there till probably 10, 10 o'clock or so. And then we went back to the bus and they started, we all pretty much got off at the boardwalk and did it hung out a little bit more. And that was pretty much the timeline. Got it. Now, when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Definitely photography. Number one, we really, really wanted to pick our, choose our food and really, you know, try everything. So food was really important. Definitely guest experience. I wanted everybody to see as many things that day if it, as if they weren't maybe going to be going into parks. So having fireworks, I thought, oh my God, nothing better than to end it with that. People were just amazed. Like I've been watching, you know, listening to these podcasts and in the Diz Brides group for so long that, um, that I, I just think this is typical, but everyone was just so blown away. I would say the dessert party, the food, photography, just giving everybody a really good time, I would say. And then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or your effort? I saved a lot of money on floral. I wanted a little bit, like I had a nice bouquet and my maid of honor had a nice bouquet. But as far as doing a lot of floral in there, I don't even think that venue needs that. I did do centerpieces. Oh, I got the blue, the glow tables in blue and I loved those. They really, really look good in, in that. Um, and they were much less, ex- a lot less expensive than I thought they were going to be, to be honest. So I had those so that, and I, I got the blue light on the ceiling, you know, the waves and all that stuff. So I knew I didn't need to do much as far as floral. So I, I had centerpieces that were seriously, I think $60 and they just looked like a tropical big calla lily with like two little roses and like a clear glass base, but, and they fit perfectly with the theme. I did not spend my money on floral. Oh, I did have the petals at Seabreeze Point on the aisle and the petal toss and like two small little flower clusters with the tool, you know, at the archway. But I really didn't go crazy with decor because I just thought that, you know, with the aquarium and everything, I thought it was just so pretty. I can't think of anything else that I, that I skimped <laughs> on, though. I think it was just that. Every, and I wanted, you know, I really just wanted everything else that we had. Did you pay for the entryway package at Living Seas or was that just a byproduct of having the blue lights for the ceiling? No, I did do both. They're separate, or at least they were for me. The entryway, when people arrive and kind of walk up that ramp, you know, it had all the bubbles and ocean sounds and plants on the floor and the blue on the ceiling. And the blue on the ceiling, I meant I I had that, yes. I had it above the ceiling where the dining tables were too. So it was above your, I didn't have up lighting, but it was, I guess that's a form of up lighting, however they do it to project that, you know, on the ceiling, but they were two separate costs. Got it. Okay. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Definitely the first look was my favorite. And I always knew I wanted to do one. 
I have pictures. You could maybe you'll show one of these, but Sean started to cry and I have the cutest picture of him wiping a tear while he's, and it was so sweet. That was definitely 100% not him crying, but our first look was definitely my favorite part because I hadn't seen him all day and I would have hated me personally, just my personal opinion would have felt nervous just seeing him for the first time walking down the aisle. And, you know, I loved everything about those 10 minutes and then going to have pictures. That was my absolute favorite. That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I don't think so. One thing I thought was going to go wrong and it turned out it didn't was I had a box that I gave to the planner, our planner with, um, you know, it had like the, you know, the names of place cards. That's what they're called. Place cards and just things for the reception. She didn't take them until, you know, right about before the first look. It really just had like place cards and a guest book and like a card box and stuff like that. And I forgot it in the room, but I remembered right when I got to the lobby. So somebody did go to get it. I had put the place cards that I had spent so long having made in this little magic band box, like that your magic bands come in just so they would stay alphabetized. And she never opened that box. So she just thought I didn't have place cards to, you know, to line up for people's names. So I looked around the corner before we get announced and I didn't see my sparkly silver place cards. And she said, oh no, you, you didn't put them in the box. And my maid of honor said, they're in the magic band box. <laughs> so they did get them all put out way before everybody was still listening to the harpist and having cocktail hour. So it didn't matter. But I was like, oh no. But then I quickly said, you know what? So what? Even if I did forget them, it's, you know, she said, not a big deal. Calmly. Well, I, I could just go around and find out, you know, I have your seating chart, but Besides for that, which it didn't even ultimately go wrong, I don't think anything was any kind of a snag at all, no. That's great to hear. Was there anything else that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I really, really worried about transporting my dress. And not just because it's a dress, because I, I think I would have been okay with that. It was the dress I chose, which it was fine. It had it had a lot of see-through, like flesh-colored tool that ripped really easy. Mm. Like think snagging pantyhose, like think that. And every time I touched it, I feel like the months leading up, I thought I was going to, you know, it was just a fussy, just the sides and the back. And I really worried about it in transit. So I flew with it in a garment bag that was like a trifold that I could keep with me. And the the woman on the plane was so awesome. And she's, oh, we'll lay that right out. But I just was so worried with it. I mean, I worried about this dress so much and the weight of it hanging on the thin little tool straps that I laid it in a garment bag in my guest room bed for six months. I wouldn't even hang it up because I was just, I was literally stressing and nothing happened to it. It was 100% fine. But I stressed the um, delicateness of my dress and I never needed to. (laughs) Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I really don't think so. I really had wanted to do a ride mix in. My husband really, we really wanted to put Soren in there, but it just wouldn't fit no matter how we tried to do it. So I wouldn't change anything. It worked out great. The only option for us to have done that would be to have cut our reception short and it already felt so short or to cut our time at the dessert party into like super short. And I feel like I would have been dragging people all over the place. And I don't, and I don't think anyone even knew it was a possibility. So no one missed it, but we did kind of want to do that in a perfect world. If we could have done it at say, you know, nine forty-five, but they just wouldn't budge on it either being, you know, it is like directly after fireworks ended. And I really, we really enjoyed that extra, you know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes mingling, you know, nice and mellow at the dessert party. So no, I don't think I would really change anything. 
That's a really good point because, yeah, they do hustle you out if you have a ride mix in. It's like as soon as the music stops, they are like, go, go, go. So if you want to have a relaxing atmosphere, then it sounds like yours is the way to go. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it's an 11 minute fireworks show or something like that. You know, I, I just couldn't be dragging. Everybody was probably thought it was the longest day ever, but you know, I, I wouldn't have changed a thing. Everybody is still talking about it. They loved everything. I had people that don't even really like Disney that much say, wow, this was just so great. I mean, we had Mickey and Minnie come in. I had a couple of family members who I thought were going to like make fun of me. Oh my God. They were the ones with the biggest smiles on their faces. <laughs> everybody. Oh, I forgot we had Mickey and Minnie too. <laughs> Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would just say don't stress when you're planning because I had our planner changed midway through, you know, for a maternity leave. None of it was a problem. I initially had a planner in the beginning that I spoke on the phone with for an hour, um, you know, all about our plans and she was great. And then we find out later we're not going to have her. So at our planning session, we had someone else who was also great. And I was almost sad that we weren't going to have her. And then our planner came back. No one misses a beat. I feel like they just have this down. Like I, I worried a little bit about, you know, my, maybe some of my things, not the vision not working right. But I would say don't stress. I couldn't believe when all of a sudden just there's Rev Kev, there's my parents after we've been with the roots. I'm like, who's organizing this? Because I'm so used to just organizing everything myself. And um, they just, they just, they know what they're doing. I, I felt in great hands and I felt you know, without having like 10 different vendors, like an at-home wedding where somebody could, you know, not show up or I would just say they definitely know what they're doing and they treated us like gold. I mean, honestly, I wish I don't even have anything to complain about. (laughs) That's great. That's the way it should be. (laughs) Yeah. That's not me. So, but no, it was perfect. It was, I would do it all over again. It was great. That's wonderful. Well, Tiffany, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in having a Disney wedding or maybe using Living Seas Salon. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. It was great. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>